Just be yourself. I don't let anybody get in your way. Stay in your lane. Don't compare your pace. Don't compare how quick you are going or how quick someone else is going to the top and you're urgent for that feeling. It's going to come to you. Welcome back to the morning news. Welcome back to the Morning News, your number one weekly interview podcast. Thank you for listening and reviewing. Today we are joined by a 23-year-old rapper who is taking the local rap scene by storm, Miss D Koala. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. And I just want to take some time out just to say thank you so much for finding time in your busy schedule to join us on the podcast. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. As we just get into it, you've been killing the scene for a while now. You were named the best female rapper at the South African Hip Hop Awards, and you recently signed a new deal with Empire. How do yes. you stop all the fame from getting to your head? <laughs> First of all, I don't really like take it as fame, but I always find a way to bring myself back to earth, um, go back home all the time, kill with the same friends that I still have, and like just surround myself with the people that I've been with from the start, and they just make me humble myself and like remind myself that this is where it all started, so this is also where it's still gonna end. I always put myself first so that my mental health is always important to me. Sometimes you'll get so into what's going on around you and you can call it fame or like people wanting to be your friend and then you'll take that as like people are coming through as themselves but they just also want to just rise your way so I remain with the same team the same people the same friends and I just stay true to myself all the time you spoke about your <laughs> mental health in the rap space and have you ever reached a place where your mental health wasn't good to me criticism is telling me how to do something different or how to get better at what I do instead of you just like swearing or saying this is whack or tell me why tell me how to go on tell me how to do something different and maybe it's going to be up to me to listen to it but critique is something that should help you it shouldn't be someone yelling at you or swearing at you that you're whack this is whack if you know better then help me out you know because we need to help each other out all the time but in terms of my mental health I don't I don't put to my head a lot of things that people do or say about me if it's going to grow me then let's go but if it's going to put me down I don't care about it. I think what you're doing is also really good in the space about how you take what people want to help you with. I think that's a really good approach that you have towards criticism. As we begin, may you tell us a bit about who Miss D Koala is and what got you into the music industry? Um, Not quite much. I'm a crazy person. I'm simple as well. Like, I'm very straightforward and sometimes maybe people will take it as me being rude, but it's just like, if ever I was not this big person this rapper this koala, and I was just odd one then you guys would take me as this is just normal this is just a human being but now if I'm gonna do a live video and someone decides to swear at me in the comments I'll swear them back if this was a normal situation you wouldn't be shocked that I'm swearing you back but people like to torment or poke at people that are in like big situations and then they're trying to see are you gonna be the nice person that lets it slide and be like oh I'm so offended that this person swore at me or are you going to be the person who you are still or still is and be like, yo, if you too, bro. Because me, I've been bullied since I was in crash and primary school. But I told myself when I got to high school, that's not going to happen. And then I lucky became like the most popular girl in high school. Coming from that and being bullied and stuff, I will not let that happen to me in the industry or via comments or people that want to get your attention on live videos or wherever I get in a rude way. I don't play like that. So I'm just kind of a straightforward 
person. I'm funny as well. I like to have fun. I hate being sad because whenever I'm sad, everyone can tell that I'm sad because it's not me. Yeah, man. And I just like God fearing. And I was writing music like a long time ago. It's just that I was kind of like not in the space of let's actually record and let's hear your voice out. Because I think at that time, I was really scared of what people were going to say. But once I did what I did, I just fell in love because I genuinely like music. And it's not just hip hop, just like music on its own. So like when I got the chance to actually like record and take my music out there and people loved it and I was just, I'm going to keep going and no one else is going to stand in my way for that. That's really good about what you did. And like, look at you now, you were bullied and now you're the number one female. And now I'm bullying the game. Exactly, you bullied the game. And you spoke about you being a crazy person and you being bullied in school. And this is just for anyone who's ever faced being bullied. How were you able to get yourself out of that slum and to overcome being bullied? It took a lot. Just think about it. This is like from Krish. You guys are kids. You shouldn't even know anything about bullying, which is why I felt like it's something that came from home, you know? As a child in Krish, I'd like to think we all just all trying to play together. But then, well, I had like these two girls. I'm still tiny, but they, they were like really big. And yeah, they did everything, man. From like when you're on the swing and they twist the swing and it was the swing was like by two walls. So it was a very little alleyway for the swing to sit. So it was very narrow and then they twist the swing so they couldn't twist anymore. Then they let it go and then I'd bounce across the walls and like I'd hit myself. I'd come home and then I'd have to tell my mom and then nothing happens. But then if I tell like something worse is going to happen, you know? Craziest thing is I was always bullied by girls. I was never guys. Maybe that's why I have more guy friends like in my life. I can count my girlfriends like one hand. Apparently like three or four people. Uh, in primary school it was just like, you know, when you're in the same group of friends, like with girls, that's kind of tough because if like there's four of you, then there's always that two by two, you know, and yeah. if you're like five, then it's two by two and you're alone and one of them always picks on you. So I was just always the odd one out. When I got to high school and I had a group of friends again, but then they started like whispering behind each other's back about me and then I just couldn't do it anymore and I just went solo and then friends just came to me instead of me trying to make friends. So I was friends with guys like the whole time, kind of people. And I just decided that I'm not going to be stepped on anymore. I became tough even though I didn't know I could be tough. So I was just protecting my peace the whole time. I was being myself because I was so scared of being myself because other people were going to be like, he's crazy. So when it rained, I used to like walking in the rain with my shoes off in school uniform and my uniform would get wet and everyone would just sit under the shade and just look at me like I'm crazy and that made me and that's what made people love me. So I'm just saying, if you are in a shell, step out of that shell because that's why people are bullying you because they want to keep knocking at your shell because you don't come out. Come out of your shell and no one will knock at you anymore. If you're yourself, they're yourself. There's a group of lovely people that just are like you that would love to be associated with you because they know exactly where you come from. You'll never know that, but you just need to step out of your shell. That's really true and I think when you start being authentic to yourself and when you separate from negative people, good people who are just like you will find their way into your life. You spoke about in 2016 how you started making music and how Koala is the crazy personality which is different from Odwa. Your name is Odwa Sichuma. 
and I'm curious about how the name Dequala came to be. Kind of a long short story. A friend of mine was like, "Yo, bro, I know Otto is a short name, but like, I don't have a nickname, and everybody in my life has nicknames. Me, I never had. Only in the hood, they used to call me Blue. They used to call me Twas. When I became a rapper and I had to get a stage name, I realized that my friend only gave me the nickname that no one has ever called me, which was D. I'm gonna call you D, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm not feeling any kind of offense to that nickname, so it kind of sounds cool. Then koala is just my spiritual animal. I like how it climbs on top of the tree when it gets to the top, it can like sleep for hours and not yeah. fall. So that's me in the industry. Like I can get to the top and I can still be comfortable in my own space and I will not fall because I know my pace, I know my lane, I know where I'm going. I'm not trying to be like any other person. I'm not trying to follow other people's moves because they might work for them but not for me. So that's Loki. Just short story on how it came. I find that really interesting. Right now yeah. you're at the top of the tree. We spoke about being yourself and other people coming towards you. You've really been open about collaborations in the music industry. And you recently released Saz featuring Blackie and Kiki. And how did that collaboration come? <laughs> it wasn't anything deeply thought of. It was just like in the sense of I was in the studio in Tukulechu and I was meeting Kiki there. Known Kiki for a long time now. She's been popping up and she's going to do the most. So I was like, I need to help you. I know you're so dope. We need to be out there killing. I don't even come in there as like, I want to help you. I mean, I'm not that person because who helped me? So I would always love for you to claim your own career and be like, yeah, I did it, you know. So I was like, let's go. Let's just kill stuff. And then we got a beat from NK and then we were just in ZB studio. We were wilding and then the beat played and I went outside for a smoke. And when I came back in, Kato would delay the hook. And that was just two minutes. And I was like, damn. Like some people work different. Some people take time. Me, I like to take my time. But I was like, you know what, let's go. And then I laced the verse within five minutes. I've never been quick on my feet like that with studio sessions. But when she did that, I was just like, damn, let's go. Let's keep on running. So I laced the verse in like five minutes. And then I was like, I know who I need on here. And I need Blackie. So I called up Blackie. I'm like, bro, I need you on something. I sent it to him. He sent the verse back on the same day. It was such an unexpected collab. And it's been doing... Yeah, it was. It was. Something about your rap style that I really like is you have a really raw and authentic style of rap. We've seen that in some of your singles, especially early in your career. And with that, who are mm-hmm. some of your influences for your sound in the music industry? I could say it's a lot of like Kwaito, but it's also Spaza from like here in Gooks, here in Kailisha. That really made me switch Spaza and put more slang to it. So I can't really like pinpoint and say it's this guy and it's this guy. You see, Kwaito kind of influenced a lot for me oh. in terms of Totital, in terms of slang. Then I took that and I put it together with Spaza because Spaza right here this side in Cape Town used to be like tricked Kosa, like Kosa that you learn in the book, you know? And then I put those two together and then I kind of just, I don't know what to call it, but we usually call it ringers. So that's basically how the way I rap kind of came about. I used to rap in English, but I was just like, it doesn't feel like myself. So I just like, started talking the way I normally talk every day. And I was rapping that way because here in my hood and here, like in most hoods here in Cape Town, the way I speak, people relate to it because it's how in every hood they speak. And these days, this is what these kids here in the hood, they don't hear the English, they hear the way we talk. I really like that you've been really authentic to your song. This is what you spoke about, about how you didn't want to speak in English or rap in English because that wasn't your sound. And we spoke about studio mm-hmm. sessions and how K-Kids process is different from yours. And I just really wanted to hear a bit about how your process in the studio goes. Me, I don't like being rushed. I don't like someone telling me, yo, we have two minutes left or one hour left. This is not an exam, buddy. I want to talk, I want to mingle. If I 
black people in the studio. I want to talk. I want to have chats, normal chats, everyday chats, chats about the industry. But it doesn't need to be something deep, yeah. You know? But I want to have that situation happen as we record. This time here, I've gone to studio and I probably like had like the whole day, and I only recorded one song, and then the rest of the time we were there, we were just conversating. I feel like that grows me, and that grows a strong relationship with the people you make music with. So I take my time in studio. I mean, when I'm in full mode and I'm just like I want to work, it goes. But like I also allow time to speak. Okay. I don't plan my studio times on some. Hey guys, today we need to make five songs. No, I just go with how I feel. Do you listen to the beat first and write, or do you write before? Sometimes I've written so many lyrics at home, so many verses that had no beats without any beats, and then they go to the studio and it just jumps into it, you know. Yeah. Or sometimes the beat plays and then that's when I write. That's what happens most of the time. I write in studio. And I think it's very different from a lot of artists because before we've heard artists who talk about freestyling other artists take more time with it and on a yeah. totally different note we read an article that spoke yeah. about you being really big with your finances and managing your money and i believe a lot of people in your age bracket face financial challenges and what are some of the financial challenges you face as an artist um well it definitely is overspending because inheritance is actually like money that you haven't worked for but like when you get money that you've worked for you want to make yourself feel good so i think with artists it, there's no ending in making yourself feel good and you just have this urge of wanting to take care of everybody if you're going out and your friend says naturally me i can't go out i don't have money you're like nah but let's go at some point you need to stop to that you need to kind of learn to share the bill yeah buy those groceries for your family at home do those things but also don't exhaust yourself because you feel the need to do it all the time they won't be with you when you don't have the money anymore they'll just be like oh okay yeah well let's take care of yourself as well take care of your wallet necessity is really important but also making yourself feel good and spoiling yourself once in a while is also great yeah man but also surround yourself with a team that can tell you Ifa you're stretching it now hey? you're yeah. overdoing it so yeah just surround yourself with like positive people that can just guide you and you also need to know when to have a limit or stop at some point because yeah money can make you do a lot of crazy things and you spoke about overspending and what's been your most outrageous purchase um whoa my most outrageous purchase it's not like a big thing but what I do is I can tell you how much I've spent in a day maybe 12,000 in a day 12,000 in a day what are you spending it on it is clothes food accessories shades stuff yeah. like that but I think what you're doing and like also like your movement of educating people and like using their money wisely I think that's really good as a influencer to many young girls I believe that what you're doing is really good and what advice would you give to anyone trying to pursue a similar career path be yourself man yo be yourself like that's what makes anything stand out. If you're yourself and you do what you feel is right, especially in the music industry, you're going to kill it. Because if you want to meet up with people that always ask the stupid question in interviews, like, how do you feel as a woman being in this male-dominated industry? Why are we giving these men so much authority? That time, they can't even rap about their own bodies. They want to rap about our thighs and how beautiful my body is. And when me, as a female rapper, rap about my own body, I'm taken as not a real rapper. I'm taken as a Female. Females are the best storytellers more than a man could ever try. So if you're a girl in this industry, I mean, just do you. I want to rap about your thighs. Tell your story, man. I just always focus on being myself. So you, only thing I can say, just be yourself. I don't let anybody get in your way. Stay in your lane. Don't compare your pace. Don't compare how quick you are going or how quick someone else is going to the top. And you're urging for that feeling. It's going to come to you. Don't cry for it. Don't beg for it. Don't compare it to anybody. Stay in your lane. Do your own pace. Find your own sound. And that's just going to be 
for you. That's really good. Well, just really being authentic and knowing yeah. what you want for yourself and not letting society determine what's happening because I think like yes. you were saying about how people always ask how is it in a male-dominated industry? Now some of the top rappers are females and being a man doesn't mean you can rap better than a girl. Yeah. And we see that with you. Yeah, man. As we get to concluding, in every podcast I have a signature question which is what does happiness mean to you? So today, ma'am, what does happiness mean to you? Happiness to me means knowing where your peace is at so that whenever someone disturbs your peace, yeah. you know how to get it back. If you know your peace, no one can disturb. Nothing can come into you. If you know how to make yourself happy, don't rely on anybody to make you smile. Whether it's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your father, your parents, your friends, those things can turn around. Yeah. So always know how to make yourself happy. Always know what's the one thing that's going to make me happy. Me, when I'm sad, I put a live video there, I start talking trash. I'm lost by the end of the day. <laughs> like no? What you're doing is like so inspirational and like how you always just strive to be happy, strive to continue doing good things. I really, really like that about you and I think that's why you're doing so well is because people can relate to you more than just an artist but they can relate to Audward the person. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And with that, I'll just like to say thank you so much for joining us on The Morning News today. It was an absolute It's a pleasure. And we wish you the best in all your endeavors. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoy it.